Thank you for your attention, and we hope you enjoy your flight. On this episode of Back Alley Banter, we discuss the importance of Remembrance Day, its humble beginnings, and poppy campaigns. Settle in for yet another chat about the taboo, the mainstream, and in this case, somewhere in between. Kat and I are inviting you to sit sit back, back, relax, and enjoy enjoy the the ride. ride. Thanks for popping into the galley for another visit, friends. Fun fact, when I was typing this out, I actually typed pooping more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Your fingers are going too fast for your own good. Well, and it was also galley and pooping just seem to right they they're intertwined they're, so they're closely synonymous terms. <laughs> they sure are <laughs> fellow flighties you know what we're talking yes, about you sure do since our galleys sit right exactly where the labs are and <laughs> i don't know what it is with those people who decide that they are going to spend that much needed time in the lab cancun flights i'm talking about you and then stand with the door open especially the men and chat us up with the door open. And meanwhile, can, we're suffocating. We're suffocating, trying not to make a face. Mm-hmm. And then they're chatting us up and on the verge of flirting yep. sometime. I'm smelling your stomach. And something died. <laughs> and something died in there. Yeah. It's so true. Do us a favor. Shut the door. Shut the door. And, and then have that conversation. Yes. And if you shut it really fast, we get a whoosh of air that is pushed into the galley and into our faces. But if you just gently close it, it usually works a lot better and we don't get the face full of toxic <laughs> smells. No, thank you. So, so the masks are helping with that. I'm not going to lie. They are. Isn't it great? I don't know if it's because we're not serving anything on board, but... I would have to agree yeah. with you. Did you ever see that note? There was a note written on a napkin that was left for one of the flight attendants saying that it was after the passenger had left and a note left for the flight attendant saying you should really check in on the passenger that was in seat, let's say 28C, because I think that they ate something that died in their stomach <laughs> and they were expelling it through air the entire flight. <laughs> there was a public service announcement <laughs> like that. So I was asked at work the other day, the other job, is there a correlation between flying and having the most vile breath ever? What is it with about being airborne that makes people's mouths smell like So naughty. Yes. (laughs) This is the second time this person has asked me this question. The first time he equated it to breath smelling like Vienna sausages. (laughs) (laughs) Vienna sausages. (laughs) Those are the most vile tasting (laughs) things. Other than spam sushi, sorry, Hawaiians. (laughs) And for our American friends, you might, I don't know, but they know what Vienna sausages are? I think so. Maybe. I I know they're an East Coast thing. Yeah. And they're a very British thing. They're a very British thing. But yeah, Vienna sausages. (laughs) (laughs) Look it up. Don't buy them if you buy them at the store. There's definitely a smell associated with them. So that was the question was, was there a scientific reason for your breath smelling like Vienna <laughs> sausages? Maybe it's the recycled air. I The only thing I can think is that it's a dry environment. Mm-hmm. And the traveling public, as a general rule, doesn't brush their teeth, <laughs> do not like to use public restrooms. Yes. And I mean, it's not my favorite thing to do. My life is a revolving door of other people's beds, public restrooms. Yes. I'm not a tramp. No, other people. (laughs) I am not a tramp. I just sleep in a lot of other people's beds. (laughs) Said Maya, the tame one out of the two of us. (laughs) Yeah. Never sleep in my own bed. Right. And I use a lot of public restrooms. Mm -hmm. Gross. Yes. If you think about it. So I I think that's probably what it is, is that people don't drink enough. Therefore, they get the Vienna sausage. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a really good visual. That's the only thing I can think is that Mm -hmm. perhaps it's the dryness and people not wanting to hydrate. Yeah, possibly. It's you. 
Oh, geez. Was that my cue? That was I've your cue. I've been missing a lot of cues lately. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My trial balloons need to move more trial cannons. <laughs> they do need to be more trial cannons. Sorry about that, buddy. That's all good. So back on track. Uh, we are so fortunate to live in a place where we are able to speak freely and openly about everything. Yes. Without persecution or prosecution or being stoned or needing male permission. That's right. We wouldn't be able to do so if we wouldn't be able to do so if it weren't for the sacrifices made by those who lost their lives fighting for our freedom. Absolutely. So if it isn't already clear, this episode is about Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day, which is not something our US friends may be as familiar with. Mm-hmm. But it's very similar to their Memorial Day. Yes, it is. Remembrance Day is celebrated only in the Commonwealth Nations. There you go. Fun fact, Commonwealth Nations. So including Canada, Australia, mm-hmm. as well as the UK. I had no idea why we actually celebrated Remembrance Day on November 11th. Do you know? I don't. And can you enlighten me? Yes. I would love to. How patronizing should I be? <laughs> Use your flight attendant voice. I'll be right back. (laughs) Which translates to... You're never going to see me again. (laughs) I will never come back. (laughs) So it was originally called something else. Remembrance Day was first observed in 1919 throughout the British Commonwealth. It was originally called... I knew that 1919 was when it first was recognized. Armistice Day? A-R-M-I-S-T-I-C-E. Armistice. Armistice Day. To commemorate Armistice Agreement that ended the First World War on Monday, November 11th, 1918 at 11 a.m. on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Love it. So that's why. Thank you. That is why. It is on November 11th. Okay. I mean, this is all about learning, right? And as we were starting this podcast episode, I had said to Maya, I don't know as much as I should about Remembrance Day. Which is sad, really. It is. It's so <clears throat> sad because we're so patriotic and proud to be Canadian. We are. And I mean, we don't have a song that says we're proud to be Canadians like they do in the States. I thought it was any tragically hip song. I think so, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Gord. The world's not the same without you. It's been not. What, three years? Four years. We miss you, Gordy. Uh, three years, three I think. Years. Yeah. It's been a while. Sad. Feels too fast. Yeah. What were we looking at? Does the Wittish the, the Bresh Indies? Uh, yes. <laughs> the Wittish Breast Indies. So does the British West Indies celebrate? Uh, Remembrance Day. Yeah. Which I'd imagine, but we are going to find out. Because I know in the UK it's Remembrance Sunday. Yeah. But I don't know if the Remembrance Sunday is the Sunday before November 11th or the Sunday after. I would presume it's the Sunday before. They recognize the Remembrance Sunday, the British West Indies. Do they? Yeah. And it's the Sunday before and they November do every 11th. Year. We'll um, come back to that. Oh, and speaking of things we need to come back to, mm-hmm. I forgot to post it on Instagram. Mr. Ranieri. Oh, Yes. Tuesday was a good fucking day for yes. a lot of us out there. Um, and this won't be aired until November 10th. So that's right. Tuesday, October, October 27th, 27th was a fabulous day where justice was actually served. served. And served it was. Appropriately. It's nice. You know what? That gave me a little bit of warmth in my chest that there were prosecutors that actually took their jobs seriously, seriously. because they went against everything. Ranieri seemed like he was untouchable and he went against heavy hitters. There is political families in Mexico, heavy hitters, the Seagram's yeah. um, daughters, right? Or granddaughters. Mm-hmm of the Seagram's fortune, all of these heavy 
hitters that the prosecution was like, we're still going to do this because it's wrong. And this is what happened. Yeah. And my hat's off to them because as we've learned all too unfortunately is that in my case, the prosecutor decided it wasn't worth the effort. It wasn't worth the time. It wasn't a guaranteed win in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not what you were looking for. It was nope. simply that it needed to be brought to light. Yeah. 120 years. 120 years is what Ranieri got. 120 years. Yes. And he's what? 50 something? I don't even know. He's creepy. That's that, what I know. That um, clip that you sent me yesterday. Yes. The Just his smug expression. I know. Disgusting. It right? was like, okay. Yeah. Sure. But this isn't going to stick. That's almost what I was getting from. He's appealing it. So I listened to Uncover this morning mm-hmm. because they, they did a brief 22-minute sort of report okay. on Uncover this morning. He is appealing. Mm-hmm. There were charges that were brought and information that was given at the actual sentencing that Sarah wasn't even aware of, that he was involved in. There's child pornography, which it doesn't shock us, but disgusts us because mm-hmm. the layers just keep on piling on to what this piece of shit was involved in what he was doing 15 years old the girl was there are photos found on his hard drive that he is claiming were planted there what a piece of shit there were 12 people supporting him that are still involved with nexium that were there present at the hearing and saying, saying that this was planted yeah. who planted it exactly and they believe in it it's horrible so yeah he is going to appeal oh, of course he is uncovers called the downfall of nexium's keith ranieri and it aired today. So, so I'm going to say... October 28th. Yeah, October 28th. And it was uh, Josh Block, that who's who Sarah's friend is, the CBC, the CBC documentarian. Reporter. Yeah. So Josh Block doesn't present it, but he discusses it with a girl that has uh, another Canadian CBC podcast. Okay. And they discuss it. And those CBC podcasts, I believe, are available to everybody globally. Yes, they yeah. are globally. So... Yeah, our friends anywhere, you can definitely download those and listen to those. And it is the very first seven. So I mistakenly had said three or four back when we did the Extreme Beliefs episode. It is Escaping Nexium episodes one through seven where Josh and, and, Sarah. and Sarah talk. And when we, we say Sarah, we're talking about Sarah Edmondson. Yeah, Sarah Edmondson, who is a Canadian that was involved heavily, heavily in, Nexium. in Nexium. And she has a book as well. Yes, she does. Scarred. Scarred is her book. So if you're looking for an interesting read or reading's not your thing, check out The Vow. The Vow. Yeah. HBO. Yeah. In Canada, if you don't have HBO, Crave. Yes, Crave. And a little bit of research because we are going to do a follow-up as well. From the Extreme Beliefs episode we had a couple of weeks ago, a little bit of research and the further digging that I was doing after that episode. So India Oxenberg, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't followed the story, but she now has a three to four part series, maybe even five part on stars. And it literally continues on from the Vow documentary and then carries on. Oh, so she's also associated with or was yes okay i will not say is or was okay yes but it's a continuation it is a continuation and india oxenberg is the daughter Mm -hmm. very beautiful very smart intellectual daughter of Catherine oxenberg for anybody from my generation who starred in dynasty she was the beautiful british blonde in dynasty back on track (laughs) remembrance day remembrance day yes we rabbits but that's what makes it interesting right But we did need to get that because we did promise it. We did promise the update. Yes, the follow-up and, and the update. I got the Instagram post out before midnight yesterday. I know. You were on it. Because I was sitting on an aircraft 
delayed to high heaven. Oh, is that what happened? Was it the yeah. weather? No. Oh. Radios didn't work. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it was just a short one. And I had a solution, mm-hmm. and nobody thought my solution was very good. It was smoke signals. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I was like, um, I see nothing wrong with using smoke signals to communicate. Isn't that how it was done before we right? had the wonder of air travel? I know where Amelia Earhart is, too. You do? Mm-hmm. Do you know that my daughter even considered being Amelia Earhart? I love that. I know. I really, really wanted her to, but I didn't want to push her into it. Because what would dad's costume be? The plane? I know. (laughs) Probably. Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) That would be even better. That would be better. But would that be PC if he went as the Bermuda Triangle? Would that offend anyone? Probably. Because we're all about not offending people these days, which is really fucking hard with this podcast. Oh, we're definitely (laughs) offending people. My family included. I know. I'm wondering if they want us to stop hanging out. She hasn't said anything yet. Okay. She hasn't said your bad influence on me. Okay. It's just a lot of of the potty talk. Well, no, they don't listen to it, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said, and it's probably just as well, since I'm the one that brings up masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) And a mic (laughs) render. I'm grateful for that, because I caught up with my mom and dad yesterday and Auntie Butterfly on FaceTime Mm -hmm. for an hour. And they were asking how it was going and if we were still enjoying it and having a good time. And I said, yeah. And I just burst out laughing. And I said, so you know that it's essentially our conversations that we have yeah, pretty are- much unedited. And my dad said, well, yeah, we know you and how you are. And my yeah. mom goes, oh, yeah, your mother listens. She listens. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Hi, you, mom. mama. <laughs> I love you so much. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Download, damn it. Yes. Um, but at the same time, Mama, I know that you know my personality. <laughs> and love you regardless. <laughs> uh, yes, and that you still love me regardless. And you know that I've never really edited much in life. So it's not no. like it's a big surprise at this point. Do we need to get going to get kiddo? Yeah, we got to leave in about five or ten. We can okay. keep going. Poppy campaign. Okay, let's talk about this. This is something that our American friends I don't think are going to have any clue about. No. So Well, pop- not any clue because, I mean, we do have some very learned American friends. Yes. So I apologize if that made you sound like you live under rocks. But yeah, that's not, no, that's, that's not. That wasn't the intent. In the common one, you will see, starting about now, you'll notice that politicians and the Queen and Kate and William and the likes will have red pins on their lapels. Yes. And depending on how close the camera is, you can't always see what it is. It looks like a red circle sometimes with a black dot, mm-hmm. but it's a poppy. Yes. Why? The poppy is the symbol for Remembrance Day, which which commemorated the end of the First World War on November 11th of 1918. In 1921, the Great War Veterans Association, the largest of several Canadian veterans groups, adopted the poppy as a symbol of remembrance. The Canadian Legion, formed in 1925, continued this connection. The poppy was worn on the left lapel and close to the heart, to recognize the sacrifice of soldiers in times of war. And Flanders Fields is a common English name of the World War I battlefields in an area straddling the Belgian provinces of West Flanders and East Flanders, as well as the French department of Nordepad de Calas. I apologize if I just butchered that, which is no makes up the region known as the French Flanders. 
Each November, poppies bloom on the lapels and collars of millions of Canadians. The significance of the poppy can be traced back to the Napoleonic Wars in the 19th century, over 110 wow. years before being adopted in Canada. Records from that time indicate how thick poppies grew over the graves of soldiers in the area of Flanders, France. Fields that had been barren before battle exploded with the blood-red flowers after the fighting ended. During the tremendous bombardments of the war, the chalk soils became rich in lime from rubble, allowing the popover reos to thrive. I hope I got that right, the Latin word. Also known as the poppy. The poppy. When the war ended, the lime was quickly absorbed and the poppy began to disappear again. The person who first introduced the poppy to Canada and the Commonwealth was Lieutenant Colonel John McRae of Guelph, Ontario, a Canadian medical officer during the First World War. John McRae penned the poem in Flanders Fields. The author of on a scrap of paper in May 1915, on the day following the death of a fellow soldier. This is the poem in Flanders Fields by John McRae. In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow between the crosses, row one row, that mark our place. And in the sky, the larks still bravely singing fly. Scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead short days ago. We lived, felt on, saw sunset glow. Loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders fields. Amazing. There's more to it, but I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Goose Take up your quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders Field. So amazing. Let's give it a pause, and we will be back uh, once we pick up kiddo. Let's do it. Okay. We are back. All right. In our intermission, I just want to mention this because I had ignorantly explained that Commonwealth was just Canada, the UK, in Australia, because those are the main three that I refer to. However, our Commonwealth citizens is a very long and lengthy list, um, including Antigua, Barbuda, Australia. We go down to Cameroon. I'm just naming a handful of them here. Um, Jamaica. Hello, Jamaica. South Africa, which I can't believe that I actually left out. Maya, I'm very sorry about that. All good. Seychelles, Singapore, Solomon Islands, St. Lucia, which I knew because I lived in St. Lucia and I didn't mean to leave my friends out there. The UK, of course, Vanuatu, Zambia, and Zimbabwe, among many others. as Rhodesia. Rhodesia. I remember uh, studying it as Rhodesia. I believe back in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. It turned sense. into Zimbabwe in 1981 or two. Okay, that's right. I yeah. think that's pretty accurate. Late 70s would have been Rhodesia. Yes. Early 80s would have been because I think my ex, he was born in Zimbabwe. His sister was born in Rhodesia. Go on. So the birth certificates indicate different territories, mm -hmm. whereas they were the same place. Same place. Geographically. Very interesting. There we go. Okay, so let's go back to Remembrance Day. Yeah. Poppy campaign. Yes. Um, we touched on it briefly before we went off on a tangent because we never do that. No, ever. So yes, we have the poppy campaign. So we wear poppies on our left lapel. Yes. But the funds raised from that actually go to support the legions. Yes, they do. And the veterans. Predominantly, the legions are there to support mostly World War two vets but i presume it's any all vets that can go there mm -hmm. and it breaks my heart that we don't have the veteran support that we 
I know. should have it is to some other countries. But. Abhorrent. It absolutely is. The way it seems, I was thinking about this recently, actually, mm-hmm. the way they're seemingly discarded after serving our country and fighting for our rights and our freedoms and not taken care of. And I know there is work going on out there that there are trailblazers and people trying to change that and advocating for that, but it's not nearly where it should be. It's nowhere near. And in the States, the programs are much different. They still have some work to do as well. They do, but yeah. they're they leaps and bounds ahead of where we are. Whereas right now, I feel like Canada specifically, if we're talking about it, Canada is just... We're lacking. Lacking. And a lot of the legions have not survived COVID. Really? Oh, that makes me sad. And I, I don't know about growing up in a city, but growing up in small town, that's where the dances were held. And that's yes. where the sag and doe things were held. And that's where the fundraising dances were held. Bingo. And I used to, as a teenager, go and play bingo with 60, 70, 80 year olds. Yep. It was so much fun. They're not surviving. They just don't have the funds to mm-hmm. stay afloat. So the poppy campaigns, that's where the money went. That's and right. every year you would hear reports of the donation canisters Boxes. being yeah. stolen. It, every year. I don't get this. And it doesn't matter where you are. Like local news, because we travel, local news in any city. Mm-hmm. There was always a story about a poppy donation canister being stolen. And I want to know what kind of lowly piece of shit you need to be to do that it's like steal from somebody who saved your life essentially yeah you live the life that you do because of these people i know i never understand it. it's the same with the salvation army the kettles at christmas time i never understand that so they're taking a different approach this year okay this year you can actually pay electronically okay well let's give some information here yeah So your donation can be done. So there are four ways to donate. Mm -hmm. Your donation can be done at your local Legion branch. Canadians are encouraged to donate locally to your local branch to support veterans and remembrance in your community. So you can donate locally. You can also donate during the Legion's Poppy campaign from the last Friday in October to November 11th. The Legion gratefully accepts donations at Legion tables and Poppy boxes across Canada. The third way is you can donate online to the National Poppy Trust Fund. Donations to the Royal Canadian Legion Dominion Command Poppy Trust Fund can be made online to fund national veteran support initiatives. And finally, you can donate by mail. Donations can be made to the National Poppy Trust Fund by check. Please make the check payable to the Royal Canadian Legion Dominion Command Poppy Trust Fund. That's not a mouthful. Holy smokes. And the address you can mail the check to, you can pause it here if you need to get a pen and piece of paper. You would mail your check to the Royal Canadian Legion National Headquarters, 86 Aired Place, A-I-R-D Place, Ottawa, Ontario. K is in Kilo, 2 L is in Lima, 0 A is in Alpha, 1. Dominion Command cannot issue tax receipts due to our non-for-profit status. All donations to the Poppy Fund are placed in trust to be used for the care and benevolent support of veterans and their dependents. The lead up to Remembrance Day will look a little different this year as the Royal Canadian Legion adapts its Poppy campaign to the pandemic. Restrictions due to COVID-19 mean that most Legion branches won't set up donation tables or have volunteers at store entrances, both familiar sites in the weeks ahead of November 11th. Instead, the campaign will feature electronic donation boxes that accept tap payments along with with the unmanned traditional boxes. The Legion will also be selling non-medical masks online and through certain branches to support its work. 
people are encouraged to donate to the campaign online. And you can go online to legion.ca, L-E-G-I-O-N.ca. This will take you to a pop-up page and you can say donate online. So it's a red tab. Hit donate online. I think that's where the shop is as well, where you can get the mittens and the chooks and they have umbrellas and watches and... Perfect. Yes. The poppy store. Poppy store. Yes. So all of that can be found at legion.ca. And that is where you can also find your online donation. So that's why the poppy campaign is important. Yes. I would presume that in the States, they do something similar with Memorial Day, but I'm really not sure. Is it Memorial Day or Veterans Day? They do both, don't they? I think they do. Yeah. Um, But they're different times. Veterans Day isn't as big as Memorial Day, though. Memorial Day seems to be like their big thing. Their Memorial Day is almost like our... It's bigger than our Remembrance Day. So in the United States, Veterans Day is November 11th, 2020. Memorial Day is in May, May 31st. When I was writing the outline for this, I came across a post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it is from Heartwarming. It's H-R-T-W-A-R-M-I-N-G. It's the Instagram page. And the story is, last night I learned a big lesson about patriotism, compassion for your fellow man, and respect from an eight-year-old at McDonald's in Shamrock, Texas. Amongst french fries and chicken nuggets, in walks a man and his wife. The man was wearing a Vietnam veteran cap and was adorned with several pins. I don't know that anyone noticed him when he walked in, nor did they notice his cap, but the eight-year-old boy did. Even after he asked his mom several times, three to be exact, if he could go shake that guy's hand and tell him thank you for his service, she said no, for fear of disturbing his supper. But on the fourth plea, mom gave in, and the little boy marches right over to the gentleman and says, sir, thank you for your service, and shakes his hand. The gentleman pauses, and with a cracking voice says, young man, you are very welcome, and thank you for noticing. You just made my, my day, maybe my whole week. I have tears in I my eyes. I do too. And I've read this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, it's heartwarming. Everyone went back to their meal. And before the boy left, the gentleman walked over and he said, son, I would like for you to have this. It was his first Calvary pin that he wore on his cap. The little guy says, thank you, and quickly takes his cap off and lets his uncle attach the pin to his cap and runs to show his mom and aunt what the veteran had given him. I don't know who was more overcome with emotion, the veteran, for someone noticing who he was and all that he had fought for, the little boy for meeting a real life hero, or those that observed this interaction. All in all, it reminded me that no matter the place, no matter the time, nor the situation, honoring our soldiers past and present and their unselfish sacrifice is paramount. So here's to all those that stepped up and shouldered the responsibility for protecting our country. There are no words big enough to say thank you. And this is credit to Chrissy Pig, P-I-G-G, Breton, B-R-U-T-O-N. Wow. Thank you for sharing. That's amazing. And a reminder out there to all of our listeners as well is anytime, but this time especially, if you see a visible veteran out there, just say thank you. Anybody, actually, that is in the service, let them know. Yeah, say thank you for what they do. On more than one occasion, upgraded our military men and women, as well as our law enforcement. Yes, 100%. I will always upgrade them if there's room. Mm -hmm. No question. They do not get thanked or recognized enough. I don't think it's necessary for shopping centers to be open that day. I agree with you It's on one that. that I struggle with. It 
bothers me. I agree. Flying is one thing. It's one of those things that no matter what day of the week it has um, fallen on or when it happens, my husband, since we have been together, has always ensured that we go to a service. And if some way, shape, or form, we were unable to make a service, if one of us was sick, the other one would go, or we would stay at home and pay our respects and make sure that we watch anything coming out of the capital of this country yep. that was being broadcasted and spend our time and do effort. Of silence yeah, and and do our moment of silence and give our respects and listen to the prayers and the poems. Yep. The armories? Uh, oh, is it at that's the That's where my husband yeah. takes us every yeah. year. And it does not matter if it's 40 below. He's had me standing there in a crowd bundled up. Your eyes are only exposed. And even then you're blinking repeatedly so that they don't freeze. Yes. Yeah. But every year, yes. That's and good. we've taken kiddo to, I want to say five out of her seven years now, right from day one that uh, we've had. Yeah. He, he's off that day then, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He takes the day. If he's not given the day off, he takes it off. Good. I don't want to take away from our veterans no. and all of those who have fought and served and died for our freedoms. It is also giving thanks. And I also do hold very close to my heart all of the service people out there. Yes. Because yep. as you know, and as we know, and we've always shared in little tidbits too, that um, law enforcement has been a very influential and close it has a big impact and has been... There have been allies. Yeah, close yeah. allies yeah. in my life as well as our lives. But mm -hmm. yes, appreciate them. Yes. Give them thanks. And I did a little bit of appreciation on my own today, but it wouldn't be for Remembrance Day for some service men. Oh, when yes. I was yes. leaving Safeway today. Um, I think that was appreciation of God's handiwork as well. God's handiwork, yes. <laughs> and I felt like a dirty old lady because they were just so darn attractive and in uniform. And I just had a big smile on my face. The ones in this area, as yes. we were talking about yes. earlier, are so attractive, so easy on the eyes and such sweet men. They came by and they visited kiddo for yeah. her birthday. Yeah. And sang her a song and played the horns. And they're they're lovely and they're all such gentlemen, but they are very Dream easy boats. on the eyes as well. Dream boats. Yes, they are. And this is another thing I'm curious about on your take, Maya. Mm -hmm. So there are very polarizing opinions on Christmas decorations or Christmas celebrations prior. Absolutely not. It drives me crazy yes. that retailers are already putting out Christmas decorations. I think out of respect, they should be held off until November 12th. 12th. I agree. And this is very polarizing because mm -hmm. we have some friends that they're all about Christmas. They get really excited about Christmas. Yep. And they start at the beginning of November Absolutely and decorations not. go yep. up. I don't care if your decorations go up and that sort of thing. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Do not light them indoors, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But do not light your exterior Christmas decorations until November 12th. It's just, it's it's a level of respect. respect. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with that. We love Christmas. Christmas is huge in our family. And it is something that we look forward to every year. And my mom, even yesterday when I was FaceTiming with them, my mom was already out with Auntie Butterfly shopping. Mm -hmm. it, it's just something that we enjoy and look yep. so forward to and celebrate fully. Christmas shopping, that's fine, mama. That's not yep. what I'm saying. But yes, the decorations, the Christmas music even... The Christmas music should not be played prior to November 30th. And I'm not about the Christmas carols prior to I will November 12th. From December 15th when they tell us that we have to. Yes. To December 24th. And that's it? That's it. You don't play them anytime after? Well, if I'm flying on December 25th, I will. Okay. But other, December 26th, bet your bottom dollar it's done. But we listen to them five, six We're times a day. We're actually supposed to... 
absolutely not. I don't think exterior decorations should be out. Okay. Until and I like I mean retailers I know, but it just seems like Christmas is getting earlier and earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. Your kid was just talking about Christmas. I'm like, it's not even Halloween. She yet. was because kiddo came home, so it is not even Halloween yet. However, kiddo had Halloween celebrations at school today. And then she came home and she said, this is my Christmas card. And I said, what, you mean a Halloween card? And I turned around and they are the fundraiser Christmas cards that the kids do art. And then you can order to have professional Christmas cards made out of your kid's art. And it it did shock me. Did it not shock you? Yep. And I had to do a double take and look at it. And I said, no, she didn't make this, did she? And you said, look at the back. And it says art by kiddo. Yeah. Grade whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted your take on that yeah, because no, everyone's that's... entitled to their own opinion. Absolutely. I'm not saying Absolutely. it's wrong if somebody but else does it. I, I know there's Christmas parades and Santa Claus parades are going to look a lot different this year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places are opting not to do them. That's unfortunate. But the lighting of the town Christmas trees and things like that, they don't happen until the second to last week of November or the first mm-hmm. week of December. Mm-hmm. I think that out of respect, our retailers should be doing the same. But that's just my right. two cents. My I two agree cents. with you on that. And that, again, is an opinion. opinion. And everyone's entitled and to them. Everyone has one. <laughs> Veterans on board. Oh, my gosh. Some of the best conversations <sighs> you've had. I'm going to back up here. Yes, I have. And as flight attendants, we wear that hat. So you are able to, most of the time, you can switch off emotion when you need to. (laughs) I'm able to switch off emotion when I need to. I can be empathetic. I mean, like extreme reactions to things. And so in saying that, I can be happy for someone and I can empathize with someone. But very rarely do I get extreme or very vulnerable with my emotions because I feel like it's It's my persona. It's unprofessional. However, one of the times that I completely lost it was talking, I'm going to start crying talking about it. And I'm not a crier. Nope. You're going to make me cry, Jerry. I'm not <laughs> going to let you make me cry. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Anyhow, and it was having a conversation with a veteran. Yeah. And the stories he was telling me and the way that his soft, wrinkly, veiny hands, like he would hold my hand and talk to me as I was crouched because I'm quite tall. Yeah. So whenever I have up close and personal conversations with somebody on the aircraft, and if it's mid cabin, I will always crouch down. Even if they're at a window seat, mm-hmm. I will crouch down and to be get to able, their level. yeah, to get to, to their level. level. Yeah. And he was in an aisle seat and held my hand and would tell me stories. And it was because he was going to visit his children, who he hadn't seen in twenty years, was how it started and how excited he was. Then he was telling me about his entire life and that he was a veteran and his wife ended up meeting somebody else while he was away fighting for our country. Mm -hmm. And his wife ended up meeting someone else and taking the kids. And by the time he got home, they were gone. And she had essentially, she had essentially not said kind things about him because she felt like she was deserted by him. Mm -hmm. And he had a very strained relationship and then was estranged for 20 years and he was going to see his children. So yes, sweet. it was amazing. And I will say before we go on to any experiences you've had, I will say also that the only passenger I've ever had, and this is probably a double standard, that has poked me in the bottom when I've been a flight attendant could be little old men. And I will turn around aghast because it happens a lot, people. It happens not by little old men. We get poked and prodded and touched and slapped and grabbed more than you would even think of when yeah. people try to get your attention. 
And I have turned around and seen a little old man, but specifically an army veteran with a little cute smile on his face, like, oh, sorry, miss, I need your attention. I will always smile. I will not feel any negativity about that. Doesn't because he served our country exactly. and fought for freedom does yeah. not give him the right to touch my bottom. No. To give me to get my attention. It's not in a perverse way. It's no. to get my attention. Yeah. It's not excusable, but no. it, you choose your battles. I do choose my battles and with those I always turn around and when I see especially yeah. that it's a veteran, I just smile and say, Oh my gosh, did you just touch my bottom? Yeah. And then they usually blush. So I'm sorry, I didn't oh, mean no, to digress. No, that's okay. <laughs> um we need to take care of them. We do. It's our responsibility. I don't know that there's actually any World War One veterans left alive in Canada. And we're down to very few World, World War, War II. II. And if we don't share their stories. The last living veteran of World War One was Florence Green, a British citizen who served in the Allied Armed Forces and who died February 4th, 2012, aged 110. So 110, the last, okay. The last combat veteran was Claude or Claude. I want to say this right. Claude Chules, Claude Chules, who served in the British Royal Navy and later the Royal Australian Navy, who died May 5th, 2011 at age 110. So in 2011, they were 110. Yeah. Wow. About 300,000 U.S. World War II veterans are alive still in 2020. 300,000. That's amazing. Yes. According to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, which has published projections of the number of living veterans from 2015 to 2045, most living veterans from the war are in their 90s, though some are considerably older. That makes sense. According to the Veterans Affairs Canada, 33,200 Second World War veterans are still alive in Canada, including 7,500 in British Columbia. More than 1 million Canadians served in the military during the campaign. More than 45,000 gave their lives and another 55,000 were wounded. That is incredible. Well, and they, they're separating Canadians and Newfoundlanders at that time. Right. Because Newfoundland wasn't part of the Dominion of Canada until... 19... Look at this history lesson, Maya. I like to stir the pot when I go out there. Okay. And ask all the old folks how they feel about being a part of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of response do you get? Oh, there's still the Republic of Newfoundland. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I mean, there aren't many that would be Republic of Newfoundland still, but it's passed down. It's it's heritage, right? Yes, so it is. Even though they're Very Canadian proud. born and bred, yes, because parents and grandparents were Republic of Newfoundland, they're diehard die hard pink, it runs in their white blood and green and and what's pink white and green that's their republic of newfoundland flag um, flag okay so newfoundland officially joined canada at midnight on march 31st 1949 as documents in british and canadian archives became available in the 1980s it became clear that canada and the united kingdom wanted newfoundland to join canada We'll definitely do a History of Canada web do episode. It. Yeah. Okay. Add it to the list. Write it down. You know what? I was wondering if we need to sort of have a fact check. I can definitely do that. Like I no, just need to listen you to them again. already have so much on your plate. But when I'm editing, there's something like it was with the Sarah's episodes, right? Yeah. For Uncover. I said there were three to four episodes. There are actually seven episodes. Yeah. So, so we, we can like just make notes and we'll fact check afterwards okay yeah. and then just have it should we have it as its separate episode or at the end of the episode because whenever i listen to dax and monica and i never listen to the fact checked mm-hmm. fact check 
do we want to have just a separate end of the month, like a bonus episode for fact-checking? And it's like fact-checking for all of the episodes? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's consider that. And then that. it's not like we're not copying Imit- them. Yes, not copying Though, Imitation is the finest form of flattery. It sure and is. And if I'm going to emulate anybody, it's going to be... Dax and Monica. Dax and Monica. I'm the one with the fat natchies. <laughs> What's the fat natchie? Because Monica has very large breastuses. Yeah. He calls them fat naturals. Oh, the fat natchies. Fat natchies. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I but clearly I think have it's PH18, not FAT. Okay. Yeah. The fat natchies. fat natchies. You are the one with the fattest natchies. Yes. Fattest natchies, not snatchies. Yes. Because we both have fat natchies. Yes. Oh, no. Mine are fat fakies. Yes. Yours are fat natchies. natchies. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You do have the fat natchies. I definitely have fat natchies. Um, not a fat snatch, though. No. That's... Not ew. that I know personally. Well... No, you don't. I was like, <laughs> did I show you my scars? Yes, no, I, I haven't. No, but I haven't but seen then, below the scars. Yeah. Yeah. Scars are higher. Yeah. But don't you love listening to the podcast, mom? <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, mama. Um, that's all I have on there. Me too. I have moment of silence question mark because I didn't know if you wanted to leave a moment of silence in there. Or if you wanted to. I think that rather than a full minute of silence. just uh, that's why I said a moment of silence. I feel like rather than us just having dead air, what we can do is maybe put it out there to our listeners that if you could, as soon as you're finished this episode, perhaps. Or on November 11th. On November 11th. Because this one's coming out November 10th. Yes. So tomorrow. So tomorrow, if um, you could. At 11.11. At 11.11, just give thanks. And remember all those who have served, fought, and died for us, our veterans, first and foremost, but also all of our servicemen Mm -hmm. um, and women women and otherwise, non-gender. Anyone who has served for our country. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Should we finish off with that? I think we probably should since we're like 40 minutes over. Yeah. (laughs) But I said we would be. I know. It was all the fat snatch talk. But I mean, the ones that we loosely research, mm. are some of our better ones. They are. I'm telling you, some of the ones that we have completely flown by the seat Russell, of our pants. Russell, 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 all yes. the papers, papers in the microphone. Sorry. It's become literally a sound effect that I don't have to pay for in the background now that when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, I can hear the papers. Or I hear you hit your boom arm. I'm so sorry. That's okay. There's like something, there's a pen or something that always yeah. happens too. But it's now sound effects. Yeah. So it, it's, it's okay. It just sounds... leave it in there. It is unfortunately that time again. Time for us to bid you all a fond farewell. Thank you so much for sharing your day with us. We wouldn't be in our seats if you weren't in yours. We do know that you have choices in podcasts out there. We sure are glad you chose ours. Please continue to download and subscribe to Back Alley Banter on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amazon is clearly on there because... I saw it on the metrics. I don't know who's downloading on Amazon, but thank you and God bless. Yes, because now we know it is on there. And thank you for mentioning this yeah. before we close out this episode. So I was listening to the latest episode from Jake Brennan mm-hmm. on Disgraceland today, and he's switching over to exclusively Amazon Amazon Music yeah. in January. And he had said, you can still go on and download episodes right now, even though it's not showing so I was like, uh, Jake, I freaking love you. Thank you. And I meant to mention that to you. Tell me how. So if somebody, well, he can't find his yeah. metrics, but apparently if somebody's listening and downloading. Yes, they show up. They show up on his stats. 
Okay. And You're it's on. me. And I didn't miss my fluorescent blue in front of me right now. We are on Instagram at BackGalleyBanter and would love it if you would follow us. And continue. I forgot. <laughs> Goodbyes are not forever. Goodbyes are not the end. It simply means... I'll miss you. Until we meet again. Be, be kind, be safe, until, until we meet again. And thank you, veterans. Thank you, veterans. Love. Thank you for your attention, and we hope to welcome you on board in the near future. <laughs>